When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman and Andy Bernard. I'm sure that my lovely wife Catherine will be here like any hour now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In any case, we'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Jude, are you making the rounds? Yep. Cavalier, big baby. Yep. Did you tell everybody? Big baby. No. We were taking a walk, and this guy walks by and says, "Is that a Cavalier King or big baby?" Cavalier, big baby. What? <laughs> yes, he yep. is. He's got his <laughs> can't even. <laughs> can't even say no. Can't even argue. With <laughs> can't argue. I think we could take more off the top. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, I kind of gave Dad a haircut. <coughs> Sorry. Okay, we'll talk with about the dog it on clippers. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the <laughs> With air. the dog clippers. 
Okay, yeah. Uh, I got a haircut last <laughs> night. Uh, Catherine cut my hair with dog clippers. Hey, clippers are clippers. They're not were dog they, specific. Were they used on the dog before? Of course they were. No, but I was able to scratch my nuts with my... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I made that part up. Sorry. It's a flat out lie. You could always scratch them. <laughs> not with my foot. Not with my foot, I couldn't. Impressive flexibility. <laughs> Why would you need your foot when you have hands? <laughs> well, that's true. Okay. I suppose you're right about that. So, what else? And yeah, okay. I got to stop giving Jude uh, popcorn. He's been having belly aches. Mm. Oh, he doesn't. He can't handle the popcorn. I know. I've been anymore. on like a popcorn jag. It's just terrible. Popcorn, that's his snack, like guilty pleasure. He loves popcorn. He does love popcorn, man. Jack Russell's right. loved popcorn. Yeah, they yeah. Lo- most dogs lose their minds over popcorn. I don't know what it Daisy is. Daisy does not care. Really? Yeah. yeah. My, of all animals, a beagle, and she just doesn't care about popcorn at all. My Throw dog to her growing up was like, marshmallows. Oh, you gave your dog marshmallows? We were like, we lived out in the country, so we'd have bonfires and stuff. And one day she got into a thing of marshmallows and just would like every. And didn't die? Ever since then. Is that a thing? Dogs die from marshmallows? It's just sugar. All that sugar is not good for a dog. a lot. It'd be like, oh, when you get one. How big was the dog? Oh, it was a black lab, so it was a bigger dog. Oh, okay. Labs seem to be yeah. able to get away with yeah. a lot more than yeah. the average dog. Why does the lab have literally... to be black? Because you got to keep it oh, in the culture. Oh, my time. God. <laughs> Here no, we go can't again. Can't have no honky lab running around. <laughs> no monkey lab. What kind of dog you got? Honky lab. It's really well, this lab uh, once got into a big bag of chocolate. And, yeah. I had a, Labs we can had, eat anything. We had an Irish setter that ate, you know, you know, I don't know if you ever saw those around the holidays. The or, Christmas pre- the No, the, gigan- the gigantic chocolate lips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> around uh, Valentine's Day that they used to have. I mean, it was a gigantic. Thing of chocolate. He ate the whole thing, tin foil and everything. Never even skipped a beat. <laughs> Didn't bother, <laughs> Didn't bother him a oh, bit. Yeah, I have seen those. Yeah, our Jack Russell's. If, well, Cassie, if he ate any chocolate, he was at the emergency vet, almost dying. And you'll appreciate this. So, growing up, my younger siblings always got to name our pets. And so, not only did I have a black lab, they weren't very creative. Like we had a, a cat. Growing up, that was Mama Kitty. She had babies. The baby cat that we kept was named Baby Kitty. <laughs> so our black lab that we got, they named it Blackie. You know, oh, it boy. Blackie. I feel like... So I stand at Tevin's front door. Blackie! Blackie! <laughs> no, they were standing outside going, Blackie! Calling the dog. <laughs> calling the dog. Blackie! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very confusing. Seemed time a little odd. Yeah, I would imagine. Are you calling your kids? We don't know what's <laughs> happening over doing. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You come up to your mother. You know, I don't know if that's very respectful. Yes. I, I heard you. It's a different time. It was a simpler time. Yeah. It was a simpler time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the dog. The dog got lost once, and the neighbors didn't know if they were looking for me or the dog. Yeah. So. Blackie. Well, I will oh tell God. you, our dog in in West Palm Beach, man, when she could go, Jude. Jude, every Jew in the neighborhood's <laughs> yep. like, what's that all about? <laughs> they, think she, they think she's yelling Jew. That's true. Yeah, I'm mean, she's going to stand there yelling Jew in Florida. <laughs> Just yelling the word Jew. Yeah. Well, I could have Tourette's. I could be right, yeah. weird. Yeah. I could be a strange, strange well, person. True. There's a lot of old, senile people living down in Florida. That's probably not the strangest thing they've seen. That's true. But she, I'm like, Judah. Judah. It's like punch buggy, Judah. but for Jews. Well, that's like, who's the Jew. comedian, the knickers in a... Oh, um, Walmart. Dave Mordahl, right? Oh, it's Mordahl. Yeah, Mordahl. His son, his son Nick. Oh yeah, Nickers. Yeah. And his nickname was Nickers. He goes, Nickers, Nickers. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Don't do that. Just go with Nick. Great. Nick, not even even Nick. How about yeah. Nicholas? How are yeah. you? you Nicky, anything. Something like that. You don't hear that stuff anymore, do you? Anywhere? You don't hear people's racial slurs and all that, do you? No, I don't think I've heard only a racial slur show. like hurled in my direction outside. Yeah, outside of this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah, only on this show. Well, if you go on the internet, you can find pretty yeah. much any slur you want oh, against really? anyone. But I suppose in real yeah. life. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's and I'm really... sure social distancing helps with the whole having to deal with racial slurs, but <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> I don't see enough I don't know. people to, to hey, be racist now. total uptick in traffic today. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Did you notice? Yeah, absolutely. So, so what, what's open now? Restaurants and furniture? No, Restaurants malls. Are open. No, no, malls. I malls are open. Mall, I, I saw, think. yeah, the Mall of America is getting ready to open June first with restaurants. Oh, I thought it was already with the restaurants. Some malls were yeah, supposed to be really. I got some alert. I, I thought, thought it said June first. I thought yeah, some no. retail was supposed to be open. Open. Maybe we won't go tits up with the restaurants. That'd be good. But great big Melissa uptick said in that uh, the restaurants are opening at half capacity on June first. Yep. Are yeah. they going to follow my lead? Well, something opened today because the traffic is noticeably. Yeah, most yeah. businesses are back open. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. a lot more traffic. You can go into department stores if as long as it's half capacity and stuff like that oh okay as long as it's not like a shoulder the shoulder kind of like you know bars restaurants that kind of thing i didn't notice the parking lot overly full here no no not over here so offices maybe aren't oh by the way thank you so much because uh in the eight o'clock or nine o'clock hour excuse me no it was the eight o'clock hour I ran down the uh, hallway to go pee, right? Thank you for informing us. So we're walking down there. Guy walking, coming the other way. He gets about 10 feet from me. He looks at me and goes, hey, nice dog clipper hairstyle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had talked about it on the air. Such <laughs> a nice dog clipper hairstyle. I should have given you, you a there. poodle thing. A little, <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> poodle deal going. Up there, that would be great. Yeah, yeah nice touch. That'd be really, really Just great. Just a minute, Tom. <laughs> Just a minute, almost done. God, <laughs> a little, did you at least a like shampoo before? As no, well? no, it was it was bad. It it still looks. Yeah, we need to do more. It doesn't look terrible. He just had all this long neck stuff that was driving yeah, him that's crazy. The, yeah, that's yeah. the worst part. You just got to clean the neck of the. I cleaned the top up the neck. Right. I think I did a good yeah. job on the neck. But I don't really God. know how to cut people hair with the clip. I don't even know how to cut. Dog I told hair. her to put a bowl on my head. <laughs> cut I mean, the bowl. I tried the to. Mo Howard. I tried to get it, Jude, and he looks pretty horrible because he keeps moving. He, he will yeah. not. He won't stop. He'll only yeah. allow it for a few seconds, and then he tries to run away. So then all of a sudden, it's like me. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> God, why did he go berserk when I got up go pee last night? He just God, barks he, goes at he thinks he's a tough guy. He sure he's does. guarding the house. No, he didn't come around the corner to see who it was, so he hid behind the wall to bark. <laughs> no, he well, hides behind me to bark. Yeah. <laughs> he's, more, he's more like, there's somebody out there you need to take <laughs> care of this kind of a do- guard dog. I'm behind you. He's a, he's a get the gun dog. Yeah, there's alarm dogs, and then there's guard dogs. Yes. Jude is not a guard dog. Jude is yeah. not a guard dog. He's a grab the gun dog. You think he'd come and peek around the corner to see if it was me? No, yeah. even do he's that. not going to get off the bed. That's dangerous just, over there. He's, he's barking on the bed. He won't even get up. I love he barks on the bed. Ruff, ruff. Oh, we got a caller. Shouldn't be on, but yeah, I guess we do. Well, I, I don't mind that ringing like that. No, that's, that's a good yeah, ring. Yeah, that beeping is terrible, but that's yeah, not bad. The beeping is terrible, but that's, that's not the, bad at all. That's the piece of crap landline that I hate. This sounds more fun. Who's the caller? <laughs> who is the caller? Hello, who is it? Hello, this is Terry Cannon calling in. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to be on with Robert, mm-hmm. I believe, at 11.50. You're going to be on with Robert? Yeah. 
the uh, leukemia and lymphoma. Society. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that. I, I, that that'll be okay. wonderful. So you're on eleven fifty. You want to you want to just come on? You want to stay on early? We could schmooze with you too. You're taking you know. a break in like two minutes. Yeah, about <laughs> a couple of minutes. So you just want to stay on hold, or you want to? It's up to you, one hundred percent. So you just want to stay on hold, and we'll That's get back fine. to you right after the break. Okay. Cool. We could do that. Not a problem at all. That was very, right. very nice. There you go. Yes. And be on with Robert Brown and Terry Cannon. Absolutely. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Minnesota chapter, and Robert's memoir, 100% Chance. Uh, yes. That's going to be a great interview. They're very, very nice people. I like them yeah, a lot. I don't lot. think my brother's been out. He has CLL. Oh, so yeah, right. I don't know. Does that? I, I'm guessing that makes you more at risk for COVID. I don't know. Um, they they don't any, really know, any, but yeah, any it's melody. Because he was supposed to start some treatments, and they said well, they just they said no, not until after the doctor's offices are open. I'm like, really? You can just like prolong? You know? Oh, you can't have chemo until yeah, months like later. That's just a little es- weird. Of all the essential things to leave your house for, I feel like chemo is don't high on that so? list. Don't you think so? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. be good. Yeah, and especially like since I just got an email from my dentist that I can go get, like get a teeth cleaning now. Oh, you like can? You can't, yeah. Mm-hmm. You oh, they're back open? Get chemo? Okay. Yeah, well, maybe is... he can now, but he was supposed well, to. Well, he's probably lower priority because CLL is extremely slowly progressing. Well, like, his... you can have it for, like, decades. Mm, he's, and he's had he it for. I know, but it's doing stuff, so. Well, it's, yeah, it'll it'll become a problem eventually, but they're probably just, like, you know. They're probably not I, I just allowing anyone weird. but the worst cases in right now because everyone's still panicking. Well, if he's staying home yeah. anyway, so why not just give him the treatment and let him stay home then? We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Robert K. Brown, Terry Cannon, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Minnesota chapter. Up right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? (laughs) Real nice. Chuck Nabla. (laughs) Chuck Nabla. 2020 never looked so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Sun, 
I hope here comes the sun because every weekend it's been raining since. Well, we were... it was very sunny this morning and now it's cloudy again, so I don't know what's happening. Oh, was it? It's going to be pretty sunny all week, I think. I hope so. We had enough rain now. I think. How about the weekend? Can we have some sunshine on the weekend? Is that possible? Minnesota, uh, that, we never no. have sunshine. <laughs> no, no, no. So sunshine on the weekend? Forget it. It's, it, it's like some sort of a curse. Right. <laughs> Every weekend has it's, to have rain. Yeah, it's only sunny during like business hours during and, the week. Yeah, the only, okay, looking at the calendar, the only sunny day is which day of the week? Wednesday. Mondays. Oh, Monday. Yeah, there you go. There's the shock. Everybody get back to work. Are Robert and Terry both ready to go? Yes. Robert K. Brown, Terry Cannon, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Minnesota chapter, Robert's memoir, 100% chance. You know, Robert, we've been sitting around waiting for you. Terry's been here for like at least five minutes, so you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, it's a great pleasure to have you on you're 20 years old, a perfectly normal, perfectly average college student, having the time of your life studying abroad, and you're suddenly diagnosed with leukemia. You're not even sure how to spell leukemia, Jeez. much less understand how badly it's already screwed up your insides. You are beyond exhausted, barely able to stay awake throughout the day, not to mention all the unexpected bleeding from unusual places. I think I'm going to stop reading right there, Robert <laughs> K. and Terry. Yeah, I'll, I'll handle it back over to you. Whoa, man. So you're 20 years old going through this. Yeah, well, so this this also, just for full context, this was back in 1990. So you can do the easy math, and I'm not 20 anymore. But, yeah, that when it happened, that was my junior year. Uh, to actually a Carleton College uh, exchange student studying over in Lancaster, England, and had all sorts of reasons to expect that everything I was experiencing was just um, going out with my buddies, having beers, uh, spending uh, my, my, my days and evenings in Lancaster, nothing, no reason to expect anything worse. God, I guess not. Uh, <clears throat> so That's basically right. the way I'm reading it, you got into Carleton, then you yeah. get to go over and study in England. Life yep. is fantastic for you, Robert. It's awesome. It was so fun. It was a great time. Great time. And all of a sudden you have leukemia. Is it, did it, Yeah. does it run in a family? How does leukemia occur? I don't even know actually. Yeah. So it's not, it's not hereditary. I didn't um, think so. No, and, and really the, what I was diagnosed with is, was a technique called acute myeloid leukemia. Um, it's a really aggressive form of leukemia that I'd actually been able to travel around Europe a little bit earlier in like, my Christmas, Christmas break. I basically went from England down through Paris, down to Greece on a train. It was just, it was great, right? Nice. The stuff you should do mm-hmm. when you're 20. And we don't even think I had it then. I mean, it was just the, the, this kind of steady onslaught of fatigue and bleeding, um, the, I guess the, the short version of the way my type of leukemia works is if you picture your, your bone marrow as a factory, right, and it, its job is to produce healthy blood cells. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you start, you know, quality control goes off kilter, and your body starts producing blood cells that aren't doing their jobs the, the way they're supposed to, and those start crowding out the other blood cells. So, like, when you're bleeding a lot, like I was, part of your blood that helps that clot, mine will stop working. Uh, my, my bone marrow wasn't producing the blood cells it needed to do to get the job done. So, like, I kid you not, I, I woke up one morning and my gums were bleeding just spontaneously. Like, oh, God. Like, not brushing my teeth, nothing, right? Because I just think it was just so, well, to be honest, I thought that was because I'd been in England for too long. And all my friends had lousy teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Something in the air that makes your teeth rot. Hours, right? Just, yeah, baby. It was just really, 
But you rationalize it. That's the whole point. You just you find excuses for why these things that are really unusual mm. make sense. Uh, and finally, I woke up one morning. This was actually what prompted me to go to the hospital when I was in England. I woke up and I was peeing blood. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's not the... Yeah, yeah. that's must, a good indicator. They must have caught it pretty early. Uh, well, sort of, but not really. Um, I Because I waited that long. I started noticing those symptoms about a week, um, and it's really aggressive. So we, we kind of, I guess, identified it fairly early-ish, but then mm. the problem was getting me from England. I actually grew up in Seattle, so we had to get from England to Seattle to start treatment. Mm. Uh, and this is the sort of thing, and then Terry can speak to this, um, you know, with, with the LLS, with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, but the type of leukemia that I have diagnosed today, you typically start treatment that day. Oh. And I ended up having to wait another week and a half-ish um, after I was diagnosed to even get to Seattle to start treatment. So it, it actually was a little bit delayed in my case when I actually started chemotherapy for it. So a week and a half would make that makes that much difference. That's how important it is. I mean, you can stroke out, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea that I was, I was still, um, every time I went to the bathroom, I would pee blood. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of blood loss. And mm-hmm. um, you could have even the flight across the Atlantic, right? You're at altitude, oh, yeah. and if you sneeze, oh. you know, mm-hmm. there's just... Yeah, there's just a lot of risk involved. So they want to get going right away uh, on treatment so that they can also get you on antibiotics to fight infections and everything else. You know, I would like to say as we introduce Terry Cannon here, I was born in 1951, and to this day I've never been executive director of anything. (laughs) Way to go, Terry. (laughs) No one would let you. Well, thanks. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not qualified. You know, Robert's book is just the example that he shared or the story that he shared about flying from England to Seattle and all of the complications that went along with that. It's just amazing that you made it into treatment when you did, Robert, because it was a pretty harrowing story. Um, But that was 30 years ago, and we're we're trying to, you know, change treatments now. Um, So one of the things that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is doing for your specific type of blood cancer, um, AML, acute myeloid leukemia, we started um, a little over two years ago, we started the BEAT AML Master Clinical Trial. And as you can imagine, now with COVID, all of the the, um, trial, anybody that's already in the trial can continue, but we're not taking any new patients. So mm. that is a really big downfall of the COVID-19 crisis yeah. that we're yeah. in right now. Um, but the trial has proven that patients who, like Robert said, it's typical that that they would start treatment within the first 24, 24 hours of diagnosis because um, it is such a, an acute uh, disease, but now through the BDML trial, patients are we we test their genetic markers, and instead of just starting an overall blast treatment, or, or a treatment that that um, uh, just blasts them really hard with chemotherapy in the first 24 hours, what they're doing is looking at their exact genetic markers to go in and give targeted therapy Mm. based on those markers or precision medicine or personalized medicine we call. And um, 
we wait for the genetic text, uh, testing to come back after seven days and then start with that targeted therapy. And what we found in the last two years is that patients that start this new targeted therapy, um, instead of seven people being alive out of, out of, uh, out of 100, alive after a year, 17 people are. So um, we're, we're making um, advancements in therapy for, for AML, which is fantastic. Is, um, my brother has uh, CLL, and um, he, hasn't, he was going to start chemotherapy before COVID, but um, they delayed it. Are people that have leukemia very susceptible to this COVID-19? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. well anyone with a blood cancer um, has an immune compromise. Uh, so, yes, they are more susceptible. Okay. Well, I'm glad he's staying put then. <laughs> yeah, Rob- exactly. Robert, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that, that part of my treatment with the, the acute leukemias um, is that they really, really try to um, hit, hit the leukemia hard. So, and, and frankly, some of the treatment, even though it's been 30 years that I received in 1990, is still used today for the same type of leukemia. Hmm. And it's basically it's 24-7 uh, chemo for a week um, of a couple of different doses to really... The, I, I work in IT, so I liken this to, like, if your computer freezes, you just, like, start turn it off and turn it back on again. That's the troubleshooting tips. Uh, that's sort of what you do with your bone marrow, and it's pretty effective. But, but when I was initially diagnosed and had to go through that sort of induction, that, that first round of chemo, I spent about a month, um, 30, 30 days, with no immune system at all, like literally no. Oh, God. So, and the idea is you have to be in the hospital because you you got to get, you know, that's the safest place for you to be. Clean room, yeah. But I think about, like, if that was today, like, would I want to be in a hospital with that much risk already. Oh, God. I need, and you have to take that risk because that's how you save lives. Like, that's the way you beat back the, mm-hmm. the cancer. But to have one more wrinkle on top of it, and that's, that's the immune system is gone. A lot of other leukemia patients where it's not necessarily as aggressive of a treatment, still it's, it's suppressed, right? So blood cancers like leukemia and lymphoma do have that impact. Um, so it's, it's obviously a tough time um, for everybody, but especially, I think, sure. for... Blood cancer patients. Robert and Terry, do you have time to do? An, uh, could you get another segment? Do you, do you have to go? Sure. No, I got time. <clears throat> sure. Terry, no. you good? I'm good. All right, we'll take a very quick break. Be right back. Robert K. Brown and Terry Cannon, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Minnesota chapter. Robert's memoir, Hundred Percent Chance. We'll be back in two minutes with Robert and Terry. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. 
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Robert K. Brown and Terry Cannon with us. Um, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Minnesota chapter, Robert's memoir, 100% chance. Robert, something struck me. You got this at 20 years old. <clears throat> Things are going well. Like I said, you're in uh, Carleton College. You're over in England. You're having a ball. But it seems to me once you understood what was going on, you didn't really have any time to even go, oh, poor me. You no. just had to get right after it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's exactly right, uh, because, well, for one, you know, when you get that diagnosis, I was um, really alone. When, when we talk I right. know, today about social isolation and being kind of, you know, separate from everything, my, my oldest best friends were still in Seattle. My parents were in Seattle. Um, again, this is going to date myself a little bit, but I remember agonizing over making a long-distance international phone call oh, God, to yeah. tell my parents I had cancer. Oh, right? uh, so, God. <laughs> what am I going to do? Like I got to call them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have to go right into it. There, there is no time to do anything but react. And and for me, it was unique in the fact that not only did we have to think about starting treatment, it was the logistics of getting me from Northern England, oh, you know, God. several hours ambulance ride from London, even uh, to a place where I could get treatment. But yeah, it's it's pretty much that's actually the the the, the, the nature of the book. Actually, the name of the memoir comes from um, what one of my oncologists told me during the midst of one of my rounds of chemotherapy. And I would ask her what my odds were, because I didn't have an internet to look up right. ask Dr. Google, right? right? Mm-hmm. There was no way I could, he could tell me you know, what, what my chances of survival were. And she told me that I was alive today, and that every day that you are alive, you have a 100% chance of survival. So we sort of mm-hmm. took that approach, is you get through today. Today could be really bad, but if you get through just this day, you can get through anything one day at a time. Now, That's are you? You've been in remission for yeah, thirty years. So 30 I had years. Uh, three, three kind of three or four hospital rounds of chemo in the spring and summer and late fall of 1990. <laughs> By the end of 1990, I was uh, done with my treatment. Literally, I've had now, I've had no um, relapses. I've had no treatment for leukemia since 1990. Jeez, uh, I've been really, really fortunate. No lasting side effects. I've done marathon training for uh, team and training for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So 30 years, free and clear. Yeah, I don't know what the five year is for AML, but I don't think it's good. So you, uh, you're lucky, lucky in that way, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was in, in 1990, it was single digits. Yeah. The five years survival rate. So. Really? Yeah. Is there an yeah. age group that this, that this hits, or is there any? I mean, yeah. I know that they're researching blood cancers all the time but why does is there any reason why people get it it's it's a good question um this, so the age group is aml is predominantly in older uh people uh 50s 60s 70s really? and that's part of why i think the mortality rate is so high because it takes such aggressive treatment mm-hmm. and when you're older you have less ability to tolerate that yeah. treatment uh, i have friends who uh their daughters twin daughters were diagnosed uh as several month old babies with this type of leukemia i was 20 i've had other friends with uh family members in their 40s so the incidence is a lot less the younger you get um but it's still nobody really knows what makes that production uh inside your bone marrow go wrong a lot of cancers are like that i know it just pisses me off to tell you the truth yeah. Yeah. it just does we agree, <laughs> <laughs> we agree. yes absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, my, my hope is in you know 
50, 100, whatever years, they're going to look back at us and be like, can you believe they didn't know about, you know, yeah, molecule some, X that causes yeah, cancer? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, look at us thinking about 50 years ago, talking about asbestos and, you know, talcum That's, powder yeah, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. There's all sorts of stuff that we now know causes cancer. Should have been obvious, but wasn't. Right. Yeah, that's the piece that I'm happy about in the memoir is it, to me, in many ways, is a is a time capsule of what cancer treatment was like in 1990. Because I have the same wish. Like in 50 years, I want to people look back and think that's like leeches, what yeah. we were doing, even though it was the yeah. best. Okay, it's very, yeah, it's well, just, not a nice like, yeah. procedure, well, but just it's what necessary. She was, she was talking about with this targeted chemo. That is, personalized it, medicine is the future. Is that sure. is that easier on the body? Yeah, it, it, the the way um, that my oncologist likened chemotherapy um, was like killing a fly with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Is that it, you know it works, but there's some collateral damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the targeted stuff that Terry mentioned, and you can get more details into it, Terry, if you want, is you actually target the sick part of of the body, not all the other stuff around it. That makes so much more sense to yeah. me. What's well, hard though? Right. Well, and some of the new treatments, too, are oral chemotherapies. There, it's a pill format, so you can even do it outpatient, which is, is a beautiful thing, especially in today's day and age. Yeah, that is much better. Having to go to the hospital all the time gets depressing for people. Infusions, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right. To, well, and now with the pandemic, you know, so many people are not getting called into the hospital, and they are delaying treatment like your brother. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society has been helping with is there's so much anxiety among cancer patients right now um, on what to do if delaying treatment or um, just, you know, all of the questions that people have about their susceptibility. You know, they have a compromised immune systems and are they going to be more susceptible to COVID? So our information specialists are working overtime. The lines are are um, full from the time we open till the time we close, um, 12 hours a day. Um, people calling in and getting information from our oncology nurses and um, master's level social workers. So um, we are providing a great service for those cancer patients that are just... Um, you know, filled with anxiety right now. Yes, thank you for doing that. Absolutely. You know, one thing that really kind of stunned me, because I was thinking about that this morning, and it came up again. Robert, you pointed out 100% chance. I I am, you know, 68 years old, and I'm still trying to remind myself every day that I have 100% chance of good things today. It's a great way to live your life anyway. Yeah, I agree. I, I I, I should be honest, uh, uh, the the parallels of the last several months, because literally this time 30 years ago was when I was in the hospital. Oh, okay. uh, I went in March 3rd, 1990, and, you know, when you talk about being, again, isolated and locked down, and there's this massive disruption to your life um, that you didn't expect and you certainly didn't want, and you can't control the outcome. Mm-hmm. You're not even sure if you're going to go back to school or work or any of that. Like, it's just so, so disconcerting. <laughs> And the ability to kind of put on the blinders a little bit and say, I can get through today. And today may not be the best day, yep. but if I get through today, i got a better chance that tomorrow will, will be one, too. So I absolutely agree. It's, it's a, a life lesson I didn't know I needed when I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. certainly uh, have made it work over the years. 
Yeah, I think it's both ways that, that I'm having a terrible day, but I can get through it. It's only one day or I'm having a magnificent day. Why don't I enjoy it? I have a hundred percent chance of having a wonderful yeah. day. So it's both ways. It's a great yeah. way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I appreciate the, the, the message that I got from my doctor when I was just asking for, give me a number, right? Yeah. You don't get enough. Not going not gonna to fall into that trap with you. You you have a hundred percent chance. So it was mm. really really helpful. That might have been a good thing that you didn't have the internet to scare the crap out of you. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh god, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. I remember I was looking up some sort of symptoms I had. I was like, okay, I was, it was like this little checklist, and it's like you either have Legionnaire's disease yep. yeah. or oh, some other crazy thing. And I'm like, you're going to be just to illustrate a point to <laughs> Melissa, a couple weeks ago, I looked up a couple of pretty benign symptoms. Yeah. Um, it was, I don't know, it's like, you know, coughing and, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Things that any normal doctor would diagnose as asthma, the internet diagnosed as asphyxia. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're asphyxiating, yeah. you're so, probably not Googling it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know true. why they do that, but so yeah. if your gums are bleeding, go to the doctor well, yes. right away. That is definitely a bad yes. thing. Catherine said do Roberts not. might still be bleeding. How do you know? We <laughs> <laughs> don't know if he's got bleeding gums or not. <laughs> Which, by the way, it was very much a a young college student approach to my symptoms. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, you just don't think when you're that age that you're going going to have some yeah. sort of cancer blood yeah, you cancer. don't even know about yeah you just yeah. don't even it was just like exactly. i know that's not going to happen to me forget it heard the thing from your mind yes i think absolutely. it's wonderful lls.org minnesota uh the book is available robert story by the way on youtube.com um and the book is available on amazon and both the book i'm sure is available everywhere right robert yeah Couple of great guests. You know, Terry was earlier than you, Robert. But don't worry about it. Well, you'll, you'll make it up someday. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank yes. you so much. Donate for to the foundation. Yes, it's a wonderful foundation. Yes. Robert K. Brown and Terry Cannon, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back in a couple minutes.